On this episode, I'm going to share my thoughts about the recent shooting that made national headlines and how I feel about it. And the one obvious topic that's dominating the national news cycle. All of this right after my introduction. You are listening to Another Opinion. I'm your host, Marlon Hughes, and I can be reached at MarlonGene29 at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of my commentary and opinion podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give this episode a thumbs up or a like, and please share the podcast with others. If you would like to hear more of this content and not miss any episodes, then subscribe to the podcasts as another way to support me. You can find this podcast wherever platform you subscribe to for your podcasts. Well, we had another school shooting that made national news. This one just happened to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Six people, including the shooter and three children, were killed. But I don't want to I don't want to talk about the shooting. Because whatever shooting it is, whether it's a mass shooting of some sort at some venue or out in the street or a at a school or gymnasium, wherever it's at, it's all bad. What I want to share on and talk about is three things here. Um, one is the the apparent failure of our elected officials to enact policies that will benefit all of us. Not, even the least among us, not just the 1%, but all of us, and especially the least among us, those that don't have a voice, right? And then uh, my thought will be, again, I'll move on to some, uh, what I think about gun control or gun rights, you know, I'll go along there. And then one other thing before I keep it moving on. So let's just start there. Let's just start here with the elected officials because these are the people that we we vote for that we send to Washington at the federal level or send to the state capitals at the state level or at the city or municipality at that level we send these people to be the representation of us as a whole and the apparent failure for them not to do anything on a issue that affects all of us. Whether you own a gun or if you don't, whether you believe in the Second Amendment gives you the absolute right to have any kind of firearm or those that think and feel about the Second Amendment differently. It affects all of us. And the failure of them not doing the will of the people is bad enough. So when things like this happen, shootings and disasters and things of that nature, we, especially shootings, because this is about gun rights, is about shooting, is about the destruction of families, right? And how it affects all of us, whether we were directly involved with it or not. Our elected officials are so predictive when things like this happen right i'll start from the the left 
So progressives, um, liberals, Democrats, whether they're moderate or or progressive, anywhere within that line, their responses are the same, right? We need common sense gun laws. We need to restrict the ability for mental health patients or people that are that are convicts. We need to limit or restrict those that has access to high-powered rifles or other weapons of war. We need stronger restrictions on gun control, on gun ownership, basic common sense gun control, common sense gun rights, common sense gun laws. That's what you hear from the left all the time. And what you hear from the left or hear from Democrats kind of mirrors that of the majority of people in this nation. They want to see some kind of restrictions on that. But from the right, this is primarily what you hear from the right at the beginning is we need to have more guns in hands in the possessions of good guys. Because if you've got guns in the hands of good guys, they will counter the bad, right? If you have a good guy with a gun, he's going to be able to stop the bad guy with a gun. Get more than that in a minute. And and then the next thing that comes up out of their mouths is always about Second Amendment right free, right to bear arms. I'll get more into that later. But I believe that when they start talking about that Second Amendment right, crap it's it's not their it's not their words is coming out of our mouth it is the gun lobbyists it is the gun manufacturers it is the nra that's speaking that shit through them because when you start putting some real restrictions on gun ownership and the uh, the availability for people to get arms that cuts into their profits Let's just get that right on out the door. Let's just start with that first. It is about money at the end of the day for them. The, the politicians are getting their pockets filled with lobbyists' money. And the lobbyists is getting their pockets filled from the gun manufacturers. And the NRA is benefiting well from it. Instead of having some empathy for the people that have perished in these in these shootouts in these mass shootings these school shootings that they, they capitalize on that to spread fear to their members and then the usual at the end all of them do it i'm not just saying the right does it but you, that they are the loudest but they all do it thoughts and prayers i got my thought on that i'll get to that in a little bit i'll get to that in a little bit so with that out of the door, with that as a doormat to step into the door, we're going to go on to my thoughts about gun control or gun rights or the meaning of whatever. Right. So simply for me is, you know, the gun control and gun rights. So um, let's start with gun rights. Right. So 
I, I do believe that we have in we have an inalienable right to defend ourselves, our property, and our persons. We have that right. And and with those rights comes responsibilities, right? You know, if if I get a firearm, if I get a sidearm, I, I need to be responsible enough to use it when needed. That's just common sense, right? I don't want to I don't want to get anything that I don't know how to use or haven't been trained to use, right? Just because I have a right to do so doesn't mean I should. It's common sense. You know, um, what will be sufficient enough for me to protect the lives inside of my home and my home and property in itself, a nine millimeter will do, you know, have stopping power, whatever case you, uh, however terminology you want to use for the powerful impact that it would have in stopping someone to cause you and your property harm. It hasn't. I don't need no AR-15. I don't need no M-16. I don't need no 50 caliber uh, machine gun if I'm protecting property and home, uh, lives and home, when a 9mm can do. Just saying. Just saying. And gun control can just be simple common sense. I mean, we've all heard the proposals from from advocates of gun safety, advocates of gun control, advocates of gun legislation. We've heard all of these different types of sensible ideas that are coming out that wouldn't wouldn't have no burden on your right to own a firearm. Right. A person tells me all the time, if we're doing the right thing, nothing should stop us. Right. For instance, you know, if you if you don't have you know, don't have a criminal record. If you don't have a violent criminal record, I, I believe that that, you know, or um, violent crimes or anything of that sort. Right. You know, mental illnesses or being convicted of a violent crime or anything of that nature, anything that will prevent you from thinking clearly when stress is on the on the way. Right. Common sense gun control. You know, we have to have insurance in order for us to have a car. You know, something like that. But I'm not here to advocate for anything like that. I'm just saying my thought is that we need some sort of regulation that is going to keep the American people, especially children, safe. Whether it's in the home or in a mall or at school. We need those restrictions. We need those gun advocates uh, law enacted. We need that. And then the, the, the thing that kills me the most is that when things like this happen, especially shootings, you get the gun crowd all riled up because the gun lobbies and the gun manufacturers, and especially I'm calling them out by name, the NRA, the National Rifle Association, with millions of members that they rely on for dues, always 
throwing a scare tactic at its members about the government's coming to take their guns away. They're going to violate their Second Amendment rights and blah, blah, blah. Now, whatever your idea or whatever you think the truth is about the Second Amendment right is your business. I am not here to try to sway you one way or another. All I'm going to do here is I'm going to put, I'm going to place at your feet what the Second Amendment says. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I'm just going to leave that right there and you figure it out. You figure it out what it says. Because after just reading that, I understand it to be this way. That the necessity of the security of a free state, a well-regulated militia, shall not be infringed. So a well-regulated militia does, for me, I understand that it does have people in that, that militia. What's a militia? You figure it out. I'm not fit to hear. I'm not debating them on, on that. I'm just reading you what the Second Amendment says, especially for those in the peanut gallery that always want to wrap themselves around a flag and a piece of fucking paper that nobody adheres to anyway. That's what it says. And that's going to lead me right on in to this third point that we all love to say all the time, especially our, especially our uh, national, uh, white nationalist, Christo, whatever. I'm so tired of calling them names. I'm just going to call them. That's who they are. Those that whenever tragedy comes along, whether it's uh, mass shootings, school shootings, tornadoes, uh, hurricanes, fires, whatever tragedy that comes along, these are the people that always sit back with their pious little asses and say thoughts and prayers. Let me tell you something about that shit. Thoughts and prayers haven't done nothing for at least 50 fucking years, if not more. You tell me any instance where thoughts and prayers has done anything. Now, we're knee deep in some motherfucking ass school shootings and mass shootings for at least a decade, if not more. And every time when these things come about, the first thing that's out of you motherfuckers' mouths is thoughts and prayers. Well, thoughts and prayers ain't done shit but kill more people. That's what I feel about the thoughts and prayers. If you really want to know more about how I feel about that shit, that's going to be on another podcast at another time. But I'm not here to speak about religion, organized religion, or other. I'm here to talk about 
or throw my comment about gun rights, about the reaction or the lack of from our elected officials. So what are your thoughts about this? Please feel free to leave a comment in any comment section that you're listening to right now or at my Facebook page, Another Opinion slash Marlon Hughes. I'll be back after this break with the audience. that you stuck around all of the music that you hear in these podcasts comes from freemusicarchive.org before I move on to the obvious for this episode I want to make it clear that I'm not here to advocate anybody or change anybody's idea or concept or belief in gun rights gun safety uh, enacting new laws or the second amendment or Second Amendment rights. I'm not here to do all of that. I'm just here to provide and try to do the best I can with providing commentary and or opinion on a wide variety of subjects. If you have a comment or anything that I've said in an earlier part of my podcast, please leave a comment in the comment section of the podcast platform that you're currently listening to. Or on my Facebook page, a Marlon, uh, another opinion slash Marlon Hughes, or email me at Marlon Jean, one word, 29 at gmail.com. Moving on to the obvious. So if you, if you, if everybody has heard and been keeping up with this crap for six long years or more and if you're just now getting in tune with that you're either not paying attention or you're or you just now crawling out from underneath a rock but the thing that in my view that has been long overdue was the indictment of the former president Donald Trump now I believe that this nation, we we talk about it, we advocate for it. The politicians in Washington always talk about it. Law and order, nation of laws, the Constitution, all of that crap. And we always talk about that no one's above the law. 
So I personally believe that this indictment, as petty as it is, as petty as it is, this indictment coming out of New York for Donald Trump was long overdue. It's a long time coming. And the idea of indicting a former president or a former elected official over some bribe hush money to a porn star seems kind of ridiculous. But if you peel back the, the onion a little bit over it, you will come to find out that the money that was used to pay off said porn star came from campaign finance funds to cover up the trail. But I believe that this was just the key to open the door for more shit to come out. I believe that more serious indictments and more serious crimes being uncovered is going to come to light now. So, all the national commentators out there and all the other talking heads has been saying it for such a long time that it was going to, that nobody wanted to be the first to throw an indictment toward Donald Trump because it was the make or break, right? It was the make or break. But when that one finally come out, then others are going to follow because they're going to feel like, well, shit, he's doing it. I might as well do it, too. And I believe that out of several different other jurisdictions, it's got a stronger case, state and federal, than New York does. But check this out. Scarface got put in prison for far less than what he done. Remember, he went to prison and they got him for tax evasion. So what does it say to the former president mobster, might as well call him Donald Trump? What awaits him? So how how do I really feel about this thing coming up? Like I said earlier, it's a long time coming. And it does show a lot of people out there that was skeptical from the beginning that, yes, we are a nation of laws, that no one is immune from prosecution, that all will face a judge at some point for the crimes that they committed. Very simple. Is that going to open the door for other prosecution prosecutors that's going to go digging back and try to uh, uh uh, indict former presidents I don't think so I, you know if you did a crime you should do the time you should you should stand for that you know if it comes to find out that they committed a crime so be it right I have no doubt that they're not, they're not going to spend that much time capital and energy going back into the past of these former presidents you know no I don't think they're going to do that I don't believe that this is politically motivated either. They are just simply following the money. They are doing their job. They are simply following what the what the evidence shows them. 
Okay, what does this mean going forward? What does it mean going forward from here to now that the inevitable happened? You know, like I said, uh, there's going to be more indictments to come. But the more dangerous thing that we're probably going to see going forward is this, right? So bear with me. The person in Donald Trump, the person in Donald Trump represents and is a representation of the people that follow him that has grievances, right? These are the people which are, which are white in nature that feels like they have an entitled, uh, a, a, a titled attitude about them that sees America slipping by the wayside that they, these people were in power by proxy, right? You know, the, the president's white. Jesus is white. And since these people are white, they have this shared power with them that, that everyone else is beneath them and they could do and say whatever they want to do with impunity. Donald Trump gave them that permission when he became president. And now that their best days behind, what I mean by that is because now the minority is being the majority. Blacks, Hispanics, Asians, all of these people, they're, they're becoming more and more woven into the American dream. And then these grievance entitled whites are being left behind because they feel like that they deserve what we have. Lyndon Johnson once said to a group of people that if you can convince the poorest white person that he is better than the best Negro, they will do anything in their power to get you elected. And if so, they'll empty their pockets out for you, for you. It, this is what I see in Trump's crowds, right? When he has these rallies, when he, when he puts out some crazy shit on his media, social media platform, or when he speaks these things out, He's speaking to these aggrieved people that feel like that they that they are better than the best Negro or the best Hispanic or the best Asian. You can just see that in the way they carry themselves among us. There's a reason why we call them Kins and Carrots. Let me speak to your manager. And I think that as more charges and indictments come out in the in the future in in the near future because this ain't it's not over yet they haven't even hit they have not even unsealed the indictment in New York this is not about paying off a fucking porn star <laughs> no this ain't got nothing to do she was just the thing that got them looking. 
You got tax evasion charges. You got mishandling of money. Business dealings is all screwed up. This shit is about to come to light. And when this indictment gets unsealed, there's going to be several other jurisdictions, state and federal, in several different places that's going to come rolling over him like a bad tidal wave. And when this shit starts happening, these egregious, egregious people, these people with grievances that's been riding with Trump all this time, is going to make it very dangerous for the rest of us. I just want to put that out there. Something to think about. That's going to be all for this episode. So please leave in the comments or any suggestions that you may have in any comment section that you are listening to this podcast platform on. And thanks for listening.